0: Welcome to a life-transforming message from the View International Ministry. Our messages are heaven-breath, Holy Spirit-inspired, and destiny-changing for the transformation of individuals and society. As you listen, may you be blessed and positioned to take your place in life and be prepared for eternity. For him. Jesus didn't even know what was taking place. Was a baby Abby? We'll assume that, but his star went to bring what destiny help us to him. Now, you might not be aware, but everything Jesus' family needed to do to have in order to run to Egypt was what those wise men brought to him that time. So they brought to him what gold, frankincense, and what mare. Now, but it was the star that was doing that interaction. Hello, sir. If the star of Jesus did not bring the helpers to him, what would have happened to Jesus? This morning, I'm going to pray that before this year ends, <coughs> everything you will need in 2022, may your star bring your divine helpers to bring it to you. Yeah. Your yeah. amen, has quite sure yeah. May your star rise and move and bring your divine helpers to you in the name of Jesus. Hello? Hello? Those those guys never knew where Jesus was, but they followed the star. And the Bible says, and when the star got to where Jesus was, what did he do? He stood. So a star is a moving object. That means that it's a living thing. The first characteristics of a living thing is what? Movement. The ability to move. So your star is a living thing. If your star is covered... It means that your destiny is covered. sir. those people that play games in the spiritual, when they want to make your star bow in the physical, they make him bow in the spiritual. So one day, Joseph so- stood and he saw, he said, I had a dream. And in my dream, I saw the sun and the moon and the 11 stars. They all bowed down before me. Uh-uh. His father said, am I going to bow before you? sir. but he bowed. because the star bowed in the spiritual, he bowed in the physical. May I tell you today, that may your star rise, in the name of Jesus. May may your, may your, in fact, let me pray this prayer. May everyone connected to you, may they bow down before you. In the name of Jesus. He said, And Jacob Jacob said, "Ah, are you saying that the son he told Jacob, what he told Jacob was that I saw the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars, they bowed down before me. And Jacob knew that, is it me who bowed before you? How come, how would I bow before you? A war. But you know how God straight things. By the time we finished, you could not enter into Joseph's presence without bowing to him. It was the second in command. You understand <laughs> I mean the, I heard one time that the other bin never wanted a be man to become a governor because by 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 protocol when when the governor is coming in the oba will stand up and the other was how can I stand for a be man but it's when when God is for you so you have to happen like that but so I'm praying this morning, and I'm, I'm going to pray one prayer that may your star bring your destiny help us. Amen. So that whatever you will need for the end of this year, because some of you are saying, Where would money come from? Where would I get things to buy? Where would I get rice to buy? Where would I get this? May your star help me. May your star lead your destiny, help us to you in the name of Jesus. So you will say, Father. Father. You will say, Father. Father. The same way. The the star of Jesus. Let destiny help us to him. May my star lead destiny help us to me this morning. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. May destiny help us for the rest of this year. May destiny help us for 2022. May this, may your star locate them and bring them to you this day. In the name of Jesus. Pray to God that may God help you bring those destiny help us to you. In the name of Jesus. May God bring those destiny help us to you. For the rest of this year, for our next, for 2022. So shall it be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello, sir. God can orchestrate such a way that, for instance, if you're going to spend, let's assume all the money you spend next year is $10 naira. God can orchestrate such a way that, in a way, somebody will just come and hide something. And by the time the transaction is over, maybe $12 million has entered. That means that everything you need for next year, God has provided. And I'm saying that for every one of you in today's service, may the Lord orchestrate such an equation for you in the name of Jesus. Before this month is over, 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 over, may your staff bring your destiny help us. In the name of Jesus, that everything you will need for 2022. God Almighty God provide for you. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. You know when you apply for 2022 you say, how much do I spend per month? <coughs> Let's say 500,000. Let's say 1 million. You put 1 million. 12 million. Oh, oh travel. 3 million. Fifty million. Oh, somebody coming to ask me for money. 3 million. 18 million. Family and friends. 2 million, 20 million. See, there's no way you spent 20 million. And God just makes it so with that. I someone just comes and says, I need I need to do something. And you are the only one that can help me. By the time the transaction is over, you now not have 21 million. That means that 2023 is covered. May I pray that 2022 will be covered for you in the name of Jesus. No matter what the enemy wishes or plans, 2022 is covered for you in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Heavenly Father, please bless us this morning. Amen. Speak to us in the name of Jesus. May our lives never remain the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're continuing with our series, the, the Footprints of Eden. Amen. And um, a lot of you were not in church on Wednesday. And some of you are not online too. Praise the Lord. And yesterday we had a wonderful time. If you're in church yesterday, say ha 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 ha. Can you tell them what happened? What did they miss? Hey. Tell them they miss. Let, let's make them feel guilty. Let them feel, let's tell them they miss. Tell them just tell them that they miss. But tell them that more importantly, what they, more than what they miss is that they will see you where you are now and they will see the transformation. True of us. Amen. Praise the Lord. When I got home yesterday, I was wondering, I said, should I preach a message of you just thank God today? Because even the message, I'm sure, is still full in a lot of people's body. Amen. You heard the woman who built a business of $1.2 billion. Out of nothing. From a sitting room. With how many no's? In fact, that helps me. Amen. You know, when we said the back, someone says, that village people, they do you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Today, I want to talk about something that also that came up from that program yesterday but and in any case it's something that you and I would have to think about so can I have my experiments please amen praise the Lord yes can I have it can I have it I want to give I want to ask every one of you when life comes against you you would ask yourself are you an egg or a rubber band so help me to share the rubber band I'm giving you one rubber band each, so that you will always remember this message. What happens to a rubber band? When you stretch it, what happens? It comes back. Its ability to bounce back. Praise the Lord. So please keep it. It's a prophetic rubber band, though. It's just telling you that when life stretches you, what, ha- what should happen to you? That it should come back. Amen. Where's my egg? Okay. Praise the Lord. So I said, "Are you? A, can I have one rubber band so that they can see? They can see it." Amen. So, what happens to a rubber band? It stretches. What happens to it? It comes back. What happens to it? A lot of us in life, we never want to be stretched in life. True of us. We don't want problems. You actually come to church and pray to God that God should not give you any problem. True of us. But if you don't have problems, how do you get promotion? How do you solve? How do you how do you how do you get good? How do you go to the next level without passing the test? How do you get to the next level without passing the test? how do you get to the next level of life without doing what passing if you if they give you next level in class without without the exam what will you say you say it's cheating amen so how many of you want God to cheat you in life so that you will never you go to the next level and you will never have to pass a test you know we actually come to church saying god let me have no problem in life true of us but that's like a man said he said do not wish that life was easier wish that you are better I've come to realize that we have sold a gospel to people as if that God should take them away from problem. Well, yesterday we saw how many people went through problems. So if you were to look at your life, would you have preferred to be someone like, like uh Bianca that went through or Jamie that went through all the problems that she went through? Now, if you didn't if you didn't get if you're not getting this message, that means that you didn't come yesterday, you understand? And you didn't connect online too. That makes it worse. Imagine yesterday, some people connected up all the way from the UK, two of us, and some people in Lagos, I'm sure some, some people on their on their, ten, on their dining table, room, put their legs on the table, Say, what are they doing, self? Praise the Lord. I will make you feel bad today. I mean, I, I, I try not to make people feel bad when they, come to, when they don't come to the program, but today I will make you feel bad. I will make you feel bad. Amen. So, how many of you feel like you will have, you will have preferred to be someone like a jammy? All of us want the story of a 1.2 billion dollars. Oh, oh, you like the story of that guy who's so curious, Richard. Richard. You know, and we all love the stories. But do we love the process? Do we love the process? Do we love the, what they went through? The challenges they went through? All of us will pray to God. God, let us not give us that challenge. But if God doesn't make you go through those challenges, will you love the end of the story? So, how come you come to church asking God not to give you not to give you problems? Is it that I told someone one day I said, I think in 1988 or 1989, 88 I prayed to God that God should give me no problem. I I don't want a, I want a problem free year. And all of a sudden, I realized that 1988 that I had. A no growth here. I could not, but I could not look at anything I achieved in 1998. So it dawned on me that instead of praying to God, God, do not give me problems. I should pray to God, God should increase our capacity to solve problems. Like that lady said yesterday, to be able to change a no to a knowing. That ability is found in in what I call a spiritual resilience. The ability to bounce back. When people disappoint you in the relationship, you know, when people disappoint you in the relationship, what's the first thing you want to do? You judge all men. If it's a man that that, um, that betrayed you, you will say all men are bad. True you will tell Even you will tell your children, don't ever trust a man, no. You say trust is what? If a woman, oh, you sent the woman to school, she went to school, after she left school, then she now felt that you're not good enough for her. You say, hey, never invest in a woman. And people go on and on. Now, do you know that that, that discussion can, can become generational course? Because you will teach your children, your children will teach their children's children, and all of a sudden, just because one person failed you, you judge all men bad. Can, I, can we shift our mind today? That no matter what happens to you, like it happened in Eden, that you could change your perspective and let life begin to be different for you. Amen. Want to raise up a group of people who can look forward. I'm always saying that, in fact, when I was thinking about this message, I'm saying people will be looking for problems. So, problem, where you did, come, come, come. You know why? Because when you're looking for problems, when the problem comes, the problem will see that you have a mighty God. You say, where is the problem? You are, looking, you are going to be looking, looking for wahala everywhere. Because every wahala will show that there is a God with you. There is a God with you. So I am asking us today that can we increase? Can we look at ourselves? When life comes, are you a rubber band? Oh, when life eats you? in life because of certain challenges. Praise the Lord. Amen. Many people have broken in life because of challenges. How many times would you recover? Are you going to keep breaking when you go through challenge? Look at small thing that eats the egg. What happened to it? It broke. Many people have broken in life. And I'm asking you, are you breaking? Or are you bouncing? When things come, are you going to bounce back? Are you going to snap back to what you were before? Or even better position than you were? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Don't worry, the egg is small money. Don't worry, don't feel bad for the egg. All of you just kept quiet. I see the eggs. Eh? It shock you. <laughs> Amen? So a lot of times, people pray to God and say, God... I don't want to ever break. I don't want to ever. I don't want to ever have any issues. But we should ask God. God, please give us the capacity to solve the problems that life throws at us. Second Corinthians chapter four verse eight to nine. Second Corinthians chapter four verse eight to nine. It talks about a story that we could be perplexed on all sides. Yet, you understand, we go through challenges. Yet. Do you wish that you don't have, you have a challenge-free life? So who comforted us in our tribulations? That we may be able to comfort others which are also in trouble. Therefore, whenever you are going through a pain or a challenge, what should you imagine? That God is giving you the capacity to, able, to be able to do what? Comfort others. Amen. I remember when before we had our children, you understand, and we had a delay, you know. Next time, I, when I'm talking to someone that has a delay, the person, can, the person can know that, look, you know what, pastor, you understand what I'm talking about. True or false? Because if you don't, if you've not had a delay, you can't understand. So we're able to confront them that which are in trouble. By the comfort, we, we ourselves are comforted of God. Second Corinthians, this is not, okay, God helped you for doing that, but this is what I wanted. I wanted 2 second Corinthians chapter four, verse eight. Four, verse eight. But well, God is able to confront us, yes. I mean, thank God for, for this, that came. We are troubled on every side, yet we are not what distressed. We are perplexed, but we are not what in despair. Verse nine. So I don't know how many people are in trouble. How many people are, feeling, are going through the kind of troubles. Verse nine. Verse nine. Verse nine. Persecuted but not forsaken. Cast down but not destroyed. No matter what you're going through, you know why? You have to go to verse seven to understand eight and nine. You have to go to verse 7, to understand it. so let's go back to verse 7. <coughs> but we have this treasure in hurting verses that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. When we go through it, who is going to be glorified? God will be glorified. People wonder, how did you survive it? You will say, God. I even do not know how I survived it, but God made me survive it. Now, let me tell you something. There are going to be disappointments in life. There is going to be despair. Relationships may not work. Are you listening to me? But whatever does not whatever happens, do you have the capacity to bounce back? Do you have the capacity to do what? To bounce back. When you go through challenges, you don't cave into your chaos. The world went through a challenge last year, or this last year, yes, last year, and all the whole world shut down. A lot of people have not recovered from it. Some people will never recover from it. And I tell people that, and I told you, I said your response to a problem. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a function of the problem, but it's a tabulation of who you are. It's a reflection of who you are. So during the week, this week, this week, I saw all my friends. All my friends started one of my younger, my my genius in secondary school. So he was, he was. He put the picture of someone and he said, "Thank God you are with the heavens. Thank God you are with God. Thank God you are with God. Thank God you are with the angels. I know you are looking over us. You know." And I saw that. I, I ah, are you happy that you lost someone? So, in my, inquis- in my inquisitiveness, I called. I said, what happened? So, the guy told me, he said, you know what? My younger sister had been sick for a long time, and she died. We felt she needed to go in peace. We felt the pain needed to be over. Now, there was somebody that lost her younger sister, but she was, he was happy that her younger sister died. But there are some people that would lose their younger sister, they would never come back to church. They would say, God, you're a wicked God. God, are you asleep? God, in the same event... But they interpreted it differently. Some interpreted it as oh, she's gone to a better place. Some interpret it as what? As God is wicked. How do you interpret things? We'll make sure we we'll determine whether you will break or you will bounce back. So it's how you interpret things that will make sure that you will do what? That you will break or you will bounce back. And I've come to realize that in the church we have too many people that their emotions are fragile, that they do not have the capacity to bounce back when things go wrong. When things, when when their days are disrupted, they snap. They go through emotional trauma. They begin to give you attitude. Why? Because they do not have the capacity to bounce back from things that have not worked well. If you want, if you don't want anybody to scatter your house, then make sure that you don't have children. True of us, because the day you have children, what will happen to your house? They will scatter it. They will. They will not leave it the same way it is. Pray to God that your house should be the same way. Is saying to God that you don't want children. Well, by the time i mean i was in my house yesterday and imagine my, my, my son came to my room in the room he said i play football i said ah, in the room i said i was wondering i said D-. but i knew that the time that i didn't have children <laughs> my room was free for football so in this, instead of getting angry i first started thinking that ah, if i describe football now i don't know why his football is his style So which one should I do? Okay, please. The room is not a football field. Can you go downstairs and play football? Now, the same issue, we'll look at it differently. We'll not look at it as an interruption because we're reframing the way it is. We're looking at it in a different way. Church, how do you look at a challenge? How do you look at a disruption? How do you look at somebody disappointing you? You know, I love when people disappoint and say that "Eh, you should have known better. You should have known better. It's your interpretation that that person is wise. True of us. Because if you feel that that person is not wise, what will happen? You will not say that the person is what? So many times, it's our judgment about a matter that is the problem. So last week, I told you about conclusion, control, and choices. And today, I'm going to use that in an example that you and I will see. So that you will know how to always bounce back from every challenge. It's an emotional resilience. Beginning to see things in a different way. And God be with you. We'll know that the heavens is yours. Church, let me tell you something. If anybody tells you to start a business today, the person will not tell you all the problems that business may go through. When you are asleep, they'll be thinking, how will they pay salaries? how we make sure cash flow comes. Even if the business is doing well, most times people will take a position that might even compromise the business. But as long as you are concerned, once you're working the business, all you're concerned is about, let them pay my salary at the end of the month. through of us. But somebody else is thinking, how would I take this investment, look at that opportunity, how would I look at that problem at the end of the day, still be able to pay salaries at the end of the month. That one doesn't come to you. Nobody tells you about it. It's like we are, agree. He said, when you say you want to grow up as an adult, nobody tells you that adulthood also means paying school fees. It also means buying buying something that, you know, when you buy something, you think that you have bought it forever. But with adulthood, you have to buy it again and again. Because somebody, someone will spoil it and they will keep quiet. <laughs> and they will assume, and everyone will assume that no, but nothing is wrong. Nothing is. You know, and they'll just keep quiet. And you'll not be wondering that's what's going on. There's their it, spirits. That, and you'll be wondering. And most times when you want to buy that thing again, you'll not realize that inflation has made has caused havoc. Yes, well, last week I wanted to buy something. I was telling my wife, I said, I bought this in 27,000 naira. The guy said, it's 93,000 naira. I said, we're not buying it again. <laughs> I, so that was look for Jimmy. That's I look for. Alternative, why? And because, but somebody spotted and everybody kept quiet. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the question I want to ask you: So, so you look at the responsibilities that positions come with. Oh, you think you want to become Nigerian president? You will see what call, what what they call politics. People are someone that told us about some that in Asso Rock that they always sacrifice somebody's life, three of us. Why? Because they know that there's so much power there, there's so much wealth influence there, so people do different things. But how do you have the capacity to be able to face other situations? How do you not become so brittle that once anything happens you just break? You begin eh, eh, eh. No, you don't cry. What do you do? You face it and you bounce back. No matter what life throws at you you'll be able to have the capacity to face it and bounce back praise the lord yes there's god with you god will not allow evil to come upon upon you the bible says second corinthians first uh, corinthians 10 verse 13 it says that whatever happens to you is common to men it's common to what to men first corinthians 10 verse 13 it's common to men and once it's common to men it means that it means that god and god will also what He said, therefore, there is no temptation that is taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Now, let me tell you something. The difference between a believer and every other person is the invocation of God. Whenever any challenge comes. So, when they say, it's common to man, that men have it. But not all men have God. Two of us, answer me now. Not all men have God. God is faithful. Look at verse uh, 14. Look at verse 14. Oh, okay. Eh? Okay, okay. So, we say, but what? There's no community, There's no temptation. God is faithful. With it, it will make a way of what? Escape. I didn't see that one. That's what I was looking for. Praise the Lord. But with it, God will do what? God will make a way of escape. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So there's nothing that's happening to you that's not common. So let me give give you the story of uh, um, David. In First Samuel chapter 30, David had this problem. He went out in Ziglag. And by the time they got back, what happened to him? 30. Praise the Lord. And David had all this problem. So... Hold on, let's because of our time. So David had all this problem and the thing went on and on. By the time David got back, they had captured David's wives. Everybody had captured everybody. There was something that happened which I want to bring to your notice. Do you know that when David looked around, he saw one thing. There was something he saw. What did he see? Everybody wanted to stone him. Everybody wanted to kill him. The people he was leading felt that he had disappointed them. And the Bible says in, in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, and that David wept. You can read verse 6 for us. And David was greatly troubled. Is anyone troubled here today? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Hello, sir. Whenever you are going through a challenge, the first thing and foremost thing to be able to build resilience is to do what is to put God in perspective. God in perspective. Yesterday, when the woman was going through a challenge, she said, "Oh, she had she was able to turn it from a no towards a knowing. Oh, I know my Redeemer liveth. <laughs> I know my Redeemer liveth." Oh, that's the reason why you're able to bounce back from a setback to become a comeback. That's why every disappointment can become an appointment, every mystery can become a misfortune, uh, every misfortune can become a ministry. Why you are able to look at that thing in a different way? And David said, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. Can I make you encourage himself? How did, how did David encourage himself? I know my Redeemer I live it but God is faithful. God will never put me to shame. I know that, Je- that Jesus is alive. Uh, that God will make a way. I may not see a way, but there's a way. <laughs> you know, many people, when, when they're going through problems, they will say, why me? Why me? Why me? Why me? <laughs> but when you know this, you will say, try me. Try me. Try me. Problem. Come and Try me. You will see that my Redeemer liveth. You will see that there's an excellency of power in me. That the glory is God and not my own. Hey, church, David changed the game. changed the game so when i tell you one thing i said don't enter into a conclusion about any matter until you have reframed that matter in the name of the lord so you look at every problem every challenge and ask what good can come out of this thing what good can come out of this because the bible says that within in every problem every challenge every tribulation every trial that god makes you go through god will create a way and in that way of escape god will be glorified So you would ask yourself, in what way can God be glorified here? And you begin to look out for it. So instead of getting distressed and depressed and getting disappointed and getting dissatisfied, you look at yourself and begin to say, God, where are you? Where would your name be glorified? And the Bible says, and David encouraged himself where? In the Lord. Church, how do you encourage yourself in the Lord? I Told about the story of Thomas Edison. They asked him how many times did he fail in building the Cardison Bob? He said he never failed once. He said, uh uh-uh. He said he had 10,000 ways in which the Bob never worked. Same problem, different interpretation. Praise the Lord. I was sharing with I was sharing with a friend during the week. There was a the day I wanted to fast. So, so I was fasting. I wanted to do a long fast. So on the second day, I went to visit a friend of mine who was staying at a uh, Satan's sort. So as we as we visited him, he came downstairs. He picked a call, he said, I should enter into the place and go and eat. So I said, Ah, this food is this food is very tempting. So I ate the food. I'm telling you now, so you know. I ate the food. When my friend came, my friend now said he was fasting, and I felt very bad. I said you should have told me that I was fasting. You made me break my fa- You know what I got from that message? If, there is no, if I have no money to eat, I will call it fast. The Satan himself will look for the food. I come You know, the only day you want to fast, that's when Satan brings food. I mean? So he himself will organize the food. I say, no, don't fast. I prefer you eating this food than fasting. The one you cannot resist, he will bring it. You understand? He will bring it. So, <laughs> when, when I want to sleep in the night and I can't sleep, I begin to read the Bible. It's in Satan's interest that I sleep, Abby? It's in the interest that I sleep. So if it was the world trying to make me not to sleep, can try to, you would, I will get out of the way so I can sleep. So if, so, so, stop getting angry that you don't have money to eat. what should you get angry? So thank God for the opportunity to fast. God give you grace. And by the time you do day two, day three, you are praying. I will say, no, no, no. I want you to eat. I myself will bring food for you. Take this food. (laughs) Take this food. Take. Then you'll see the food. You say, God, should I continue this fast let's, let's, let's readjust on that day. Interpret every matter differently. In the light of scriptures, what's scripture telling you? What's scripture saying? Oh, people may say there's an end. But he said, surely there's no end. That God is the one that will make a way. I love the story that was. Uh, lady who said, that If I'm not dead, it's not over. I'll be happy to say it. If you're not dead, you are not you're not, dead, you are not done. You understand? Oh, this happened. This, I'm not dead, so I'm not done. So I stand up again. I go. And you move on. If you're not dead, you're not done. If, if I'm not dead, it's just like, if I still, if I'm still alive. I'm not done. So I'm not, I'm not giving up. So you stand up again and you begin to rise. Church, can you have that kind of mentality going forward? Can you have that kind of mentality going forward? That no matter what situation comes, you understand, you begin to interpret it that God has given you an opportunity for breakthrough. Look at the eagle believer. The eagle, the mother eagle, will take the eagle to the height and, tr- and fling the eagle. And you will think that the eagle, mother eagle is wicked. True of us. Just before the eagle lands on the floor, the mother eagle will pick. And go back again. And take the baby eagle to the top and fling the baby eagle again. Just as the baby eagle is coming down, by the time the baby eagle knows how to use her uh, her wings, you understand? No storm can stop the wing. You see what God is doing? That many times God allows something to come to you so you build your muscles. So, build your muscles. When those muscles are built, you understand? When something comes, you just chest it. I said, okay, this is simple. And when you chest it, what happens? is stop. So instead of crying that God, please don't let me go through problems. Say, Father, please build my spiritual muscles. That I will be able to go through the, the challenge. Because the a certain challenge God cannot give to you because you're still drinking milk. Amen. Oh, you want to pray for this kind of anointing? Then you must pray for this kind of challenge. Praise the Lord. It comes with the same. It comes with the game. Lord, will help us in Jesus' name. So, do not come to a conclusion about any matter until you interpret it where well in scriptures. Now, let me now give you one secret that will make, you, that will make it easy for you. You know that secret? is the secret of control. Whatsoever you don't have any control about, don't fret about it. What did I say? Whatsoever you don't have any control about, don't fret about it. What don't you have control about? Oh, that it rains. Do I have control about it rains? Eh? Or traffic, do I have control? No, okay, okay like somebody has used the word traffic. Do you know that, nothing not annoys people more than traffic. When they're in traffic, they, you begin to see people's behavior. <coughs> Even Christian say your baba. Two of us. Oh, we finish Holy legal service, and you now begin to see people begin to shout inside traffic. They abuse each other. Nah, nah, nah. You know what You know, saying? are you not just come from church? All of us are come from church. Why? Because we don't know how to respond to stress, to things that we have no control over. You understand? Last week I was going to Bano. I told, I told them, I told them, as I said, I got as the driver got to Yaba, we we're going to take. This um, is last week or two weeks ago. We we're going to take a um, train. As we got to Yaba, the traffic was huge. I said, there's nothing to fret about here. There's nothing we can do about it. We left the house, if I but there's traffic. Guy, come down. With me, I'm going to take a bike. I'm going to take a place. Whatever you don't have control about, don't fret over it. You don't have control about what has happened in the past. You don't fret over what has happened in the past. You know, you don't have control over other people's behavior. What I say... You don't have control over other people's behavior, and the earlier you, res- you you appreciate that, the better for you. Because nothing annoys couples more than other their spouses' behavior. True of us. But you don't have control over that. The one you have control over is your own behavior. What you have control over is what you will do. What you have control over is what you will not do. What you have control over is how you will respond to issues, where you put your efforts. Look, I don't have control over who runs Nigeria. I don't have control over whether the government provides road or they don't provide road. I don't have control over that. I don't have control over the policies of government. Some of us in Nigeria were angry about how America is running their country. They're not an American. We're not born there. You have no stake there. And you're angry. Which one is your own. Some of you don't have control over football. You understand? And you know it. So why are you angry? So those are the things that stress your emotions. You're always angry over the things you don't have control over. The thing you know, that all those things that you ask yourself, do I have control over this matter? If it's a yes, then you can work on it. If it's a no, well, you close it and you move on. I don't have control over whether people come to church or not. But I have control over whether we create an, a church where people will irresistibly love to attend. That's what I have control over. But I don't have control over whether someone wakes up in the morning and wants to be blessed. I spoke yesterday. I don't have control over how people came, whether they would come for the Global Leadership Summit, two of us. I spoke. I begged. I did everything. I put on platform. I, I harassed. So I said some people will not come. I, 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 told, yes, I, I said I was putting my weight behind this. Still, people did not come. What would I do? That's it. I went home and I slept. I ate, I mean, and I said to people, I said, But I know that those that came, their lives never remain the same. Yes, but I don't have control. I have what I have control is to position people that they can meet with God. You understand? When they come to Pottersville, they can meet with God. That, that, that I have position, I have control over that. I don't have control over whether they will meet with God or not. I can create you to dance, to date with God. I cannot create you to say yes to God. That's your choice. That takes me to the third one, our choices. So it's like uh, conclusion, control, and choices. Look, all of us are differentiated by the choices we make in the light of the things we have our control over. The choices you and I make isn't that different. Are you going to choose to give up or not give up? Are you going to choose to bounce back or not bounce back? Are you going to choose never to give it to circumstances? Are you going to choose to be better? Are you going to choose to keep improving yourself? Are you going to choose to make sure that look at all times you would always say to yourself, My Redeemer, leave it? <laughs> look, one of the things I love so much about the scriptures is that whenever anything comes to me, the excellency of power is not of me, it's of God. Who is going to be glorified? God. Who is going to be ashamed? God. So who is... And since God cannot be ashamed, it means that at the end of the day, the end story will be that the name of the Lord shall be what? Glorified. So, is there anything to be ashamed about? No. Is there anything to fret about? No. And you just move on. Praise the Lord. Do not fret about your future. You know why? You know why? Hello, do you know why? Because the one who holds your future in his hands is alive. Praise the Lord. You know that your future is going to be okay because you know that there's somebody there who is waiting for you to come. Like for instance, if you are traveling to America and you know that someone at the airport is waiting for you, would you be afraid when you get to America? No. Because you know that there's somebody waiting for you at the airport to pick you up, to welcome you. So there's a God waiting for you in the future, knowing that, telling you that no matter the tribulation in Nigeria, your future is still beautiful. So you're not worried about whether there's money or there's no money in Nigeria. Just know that in no matter what happens tomorrow, I know my redeemer lives. So it's still going to be there for me. Does that change your perspective? Does that make you better? Does that change? Does that make you think about life and begin to say, okay, I will not put my effort in what God is saying I should do per time? And once you put your effort, what God says you do per time, you become better. You become better. You begin to do the right things and you will never do the wrong things. You begin to spend your time in with things that have value and not things that are disvalued just by choosing to put your effort on what you have control over. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Some people, what worries them, you know, is other people's houses. You don't have control over their houses. Leave them alone. Or what other people will walk to church? What concerns you? The one I have control over, I tell them I put on the ACs. Abby, once I put on the AC, like yesterday, everybody will put on jackets when I come to church. They say, At least holy less people. No, <laughs> wouldn't people talk about it. don't talk about it? Just put on the ACs everywhere full of AC. Boom. Nobody would. Nobody would. Nobody would be ex- exposed. Everybody will behave themselves. That's how what you have control over. Abby. so put your effort on things you have control and put and stop putting efforts on the things you do not have control. Let me tell you something, you do not have control over your reputation. You don't have control over your reputation. People can interpret what they feel. Jesus Christ, they told Jesus Christ that he was the son of it was the son of what? No Jezebel, Bezebel. Jezebel. They were telling him that he was the son of adultery. He didn't have control over that. Well, he had control over whether he was going to Calvary to die for you. He had control over whether he was going to pay the price. He had control over what he was going to do. Many things that fret you is your, is, your, is your reputation. You don't have control over that. But you have control over how to build a great name for yourself. How to do the right things. And how to be better at all times. Lord, bless us in Jesus' name. Are you going to bounce back when life throws you a curveball? Or are you going to break? Are you going to go into trauma? Are you going to go into town trumps whenever things do not go right? Or you will frame everything in the light of scriptures and begin to look better. Praise the Lord. If things don't go well, can you thank God for the opportunity of things not going well? Like I said last week. If somebody hits your car on the way, maybe maybe a greater danger was on the front. And you could just say no, let it go. And have a tromper. That's how Christians interpret things. We're not like unbelievers. And that's why Christians have the best emotions. Because emotions do not lord it over us. They don't drive us again. But the Holy Spirit does. And we begin to live our lives differently. We can impact our society. We can impact every family. We can impact the people. We can transform the things we're doing. Why? Because we know our Redeemer live And when you know your Redeemer lived, when you know, look at David. The Bible says and David asked the Lord why he invoked the Lord. He brought the Lord into it and everything changed. And he won. It's not time to be weeping any longer. It's time to call on God. God, come into my situation. Come into it. Come into it. Come and give me a word. Come and give me direction. Come and let me know the things to do and the things not to do. Come and let me see a new way of doing things. And God will show you a new way of doing things. God has called you to glory, He has not called you to shame. God is not a wicked father. If you're thinking about food tomorrow, you're telling God that God is a wicked God. As a father, you don't allow your children to think about what they're going to eat tomorrow. Their children, they don't even ask, they don't want that, they just tell you what they're going to eat. And you cannot tell me that you and I are better fathers than our children, and the heavenly father is worse. If our children could trust us with our tomorrow, how much we could trust our Heavenly Father? So what's causing high blood pressure? What's causing depression? What's causing fear? What's causing challenges? What's causing you to go to suicide? It's because you think your Redeemer is not alive. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. A fool doesn't mean that you call God God. Fool means that you are taking action as if there is no God. As if God is not alive. As if God cannot be there. As if God will be filled. As if God, God is limited. That's what the fool is. And I will challenge a challenge. You will never be a fool. You will never live like a fool. And the best days, your best days are ahead of you in the name of Jesus. So shall it be in the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. We hope you've been blessed with this message. For more of such life-transforming and destiny-impacting messages, follow us on all of our social media handles. On Facebook and YouTube, Pottersville. On Instagram, the Pottersville Church.